What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the eighth episode of Go Go Big Big or Go Go Home. In this week's episode, we will be discussing the NBA playoffs and what's going on in the MLB standings and possibly update you about the Stanley Cup playoffs. To start, I honestly want to congratulate you, Justin. You are very good at predicting the NBA Finals matchup. I I am a genius, guys. I mean... Celtics fortune teller out here. Yeah. I did. I I called that from the beginning. And you know, if I was you, I would have placed a big bet on that outcome in Vegas. You know, maybe had a good night they, when they both won. But what did you think about the two conference finals matchups? Starting with the quick Western Conference Finals matchup. So it was exactly what I expected. Yeah. So basically, you know, Mavericks came off of a thriller, Game Seven versus the Suns. Unreal game. Blew them out of the water. They blew them out. It was a shock. And then they had to face the Warriors. And the Warriors are were my favorite by a mile to come out of the West. And exactly what happened. There's just too much talent on the Warriors. They have so many guys. Poole, Wiggins, Thompson, Curry. You can name them all. They're all amazing. And, of course, the powerhouse and Draymond Green who leads them with all their energy. And basically what happened is that I think the Mavericks are just burnt. They, yeah, they didn't They didn't seem like they wanted it at all no. in this series. They were getting outrun, out-rebounded, uh, out-everything, out-shot. Curry was shooting the ball very well. Klay Thompson was shooting the ball very well. General Poole didn't even need to be the star that he was yep. in the previous round. Mm-hmm. But he, I mean, they all showed up. Luka was the only player on the Mavericks that could get a bucket. Yeah. It, looked, it, it looked at times that he was literally carrying the entire team on his back. Uh... Don't know what else to say about that game. I mean, about that series. Because it didn't look like it was a series from the start. Yeah, seriously. It was yeah. never a series. Even when the Mavericks won their one game, it was a blowout, too. Because the series, it was never really, like, a solid game. I it mean, sometimes won. it was close. But all games were decided in the series by nine or more points. So it, there was just really... Not really close. And if you had the spread in any of those games, I mean, I'm sure you won some money. So it wasn't really, it wasn't really a fun series to watch, except for the fact that you watched Curry shoot the ball. And Warriors basketball is the best basketball to watch. They're just always moving at all times. They're always moving. They're always running. Yeah. They're always getting out in transition, which is a fun, a fun thing to watch. The main thing that we need to talk about is what's what's next for the Mavericks. You know, I think Luka Doncic is the face of the league in the next few years. Uh, they do not have that second guy, that second go-getter that yeah. they need. They tried to get someone in Dinwiddie with, I mean, there was a great trade. They it traded was. Porzingis yeah. for a small guy to end up working, but he's not that guy that is like a Jalen Brown. Who can go get his own bucket yeah. and shoot the ball by himself. So that, they just need a second guy and they'll be... They'll, they'll run it back next year. Who do you year. think that second guy is? Like, is it a specific shooter? Is it... A point guard maybe off the bench that takes it over. Not only uh, Brunson, but is it is it a guy that we can think of matching up with the Mavericks, you know, working out with Luka? It, it's it's more like a Clay Thompson or Devin Booker who are the two best off-ball shooting guards in the league. Yeah. If, if someone needs to burn all their energy all game and focus on this one guy who just is, you know, 40-50% from three, that that's going to be tiring that, like... The problem with the Mavericks is there's so much focus on Luca. They they double team him yeah. off the screen. They it's hedge hard. his screen. It's just hard for them to win. Yeah. So that that's that's our little recap of that series. Yeah, that that series was interesting. It was quick and easy. On to you know the the best 
best series so far of this playoffs, in my opinion. The Celtics and the Heat. Yeah, the, the Celtics... Celtics came out in seven. That was that was a great series to watch. Even though some some games were were definitely oh, out of tough hand. to watch. Yeah, because I mean, four games in this series were decided by ten or more points, and that's that's not cool to me. That's not competitive basketball. From the start, each game that was a blowout, you knew who was gonna yeah, win. Yeah, you could have turned off your TV after the first quarter. It was just one team fell asleep in the first quarter. And they could never, and they really couldn't ever come back. I didn't understand what was going on to start these games. I really didn't. It was thirty three to ten at one point in one of these games. It was a joke. It literally felt like they were a middle school team playing an NBA team mm-hmm. at sometimes. And it, it went for both teams. The Celtics and the Heat looked bad at both times. the the main The main focus in the series is is probably one player, and it's Jimmy Butler, who looked like the bubble form of when back in the bubble. Looks like Jimmy Butler was oh, yeah. back when the, when the Heat were blowing teams out. This is what Jimmy Butler looked like when they were playing soft. Jimmy Butler went back to regular Jimmy Butler. It was weird. It really was. But he showed up when they really needed him to show up. When he he had he dropped over forty five points in Game Six to force a Game Seven, and that that's. That's just unreal. But other than that, the Heat overall had a tough time scoring, and that's their problem. That's what they have to think about going forward in the future. So, I mean, what, what, how can you fix the Heat? Well, we obviously saw that Tyler Hero was injured for a little bit of the series. Uh, Duncan Robinson is not trusted, in my opinion, by that organization. I think he will be moved if they want to have you know a step up in the competition. Kyle Lowry does not seem like he's committed to that Heat team, mm-hmm. and Victor Oladipo doesn't get the credit he deserves. He he scored maybe ten points, and then he scored two. There's no room for a Victor Oladipo who three years ago, before he injured himself, was an MVP caliber guy. I just think the rotation changes so much each game that Spolster did have a different rotation. That- People just don't get in the groove, but I understand that because he, he's one of the best coaches in the league, so I can't really say anything about what he's going to do because he has my ultimate respect. Yeah. But let's just talk about for a second Game 7. You know, the Celtics were up by 10-plus with about three and a half to go, and the Heat went on a tear, and the Celtics went on a drought. Yeah. And... With under one minute left, it was a two-point game. Marcus Smart drove. I don't know why Tatum or Brown didn't take that shot. And he missed, and they got the rebound, tossed it to Jimmy Butler, pull-up three. He he thought he wanted to go for the win, not for the tie. So what, what are your thoughts on that shot right there? You know, there? as a basketball player myself, you always want to shoot that, that shot that wins you that game. But you got to look at it from kind of a smarter point of view. Jimmy Butler is a smart player. There's 18 seconds on the clock when he pulls up. 18 seconds on the clock. You could have called a timeout. You could have ran a play. You could have caught the ball, dribbled up to the three-point line like he did with Al Horford, the big in front of him, made a little hezzy, maybe between the legs crossover, to the rim, get an and one, make the layup no foul, get a foul. Yeah, or- I, I, this is what I'm saying, though. This is what I was saying. If he drove... It it the ref would have called a foul because it was calling, a mo- it was a momentum foul and they that's were what calling happens. fouls they yeah, were not and that's exactly yeah. what happens a momentum foul he goes to the line shoots two he's money from the line bang whatever I I also don't think Jimmy Butler is a shooter I didn't understand why he shot that ball that no, outlet not. pass was great it's a two on two you I mean there's so many other things he could have done besides shoot that three and 
Obviously, that three didn't lose. I mean, it, it lost them the game. But in the end, there was a lot of other things yeah. that, that happened in that game. So we can't pin it down to one Yeah, shot. we can. We also have to give credit to the Celtics. They have they have the best one-two punch in the playoffs with with Brown and Tatum. They're better than Curry and Clay. They are way better than Curry and Clay. Oh, okay. Um, Tatum averaged 25 and Jalen Brown averaged 24 points in that series. That's exactly what they need in the next series as well. And But if they really want to have their best shot at, at winning the finals. They have to cut down their turnovers. That's the only thing I criticize about them. They need to cut down their turnovers, and they need to take about an hour out ice bath after each game All right. because they will not catch up with the Warriors in this next series. They, they've they played two game sevens, taken two series to seven. Uh, I don't they're know. Clutch. But to they're me, clutch. To me, those young legs, they're not built for this. They're not built for 21 games in a stretch of maybe 30 days. It's... It's an, if high intensity basketball. They looked great in Game Seven. They didn't get too too tired. I mean, Jimmy Butler played forty eight minutes. The That's young ridiculous. guys did not play forty eight minutes. Uh, let's see if they can keep up with them on the next on the next stage. The finals is a different beast. Before we really dive into the finals, I just want to give a shout out to the two conference final MVPs and Jason Tatum and and Steph Curry. Both very deserving. Very deserving. Um, Great performances, way to lead their team to the finals. Yeah, and I think, you know, each player deserved it this year. It's not like, you know, one of those years where it could have been two guys. Mm-hmm. Curry was the Warriors guy. He He's back. Curry is the shooter we all know. Jason Tatum stepped up in a big way. He was, he was my MVP. If he played like that all year, he would have been my MVP in this regular season. And he, you know, P.J. Tucker's a dog on the defense, and he still figured out how to put up 25 a game. Which is crazy. That was the most surprising thing, because I thought he was going to get locked down the same way, you know, Marcus Smart put up some locks, Mm -hmm. but it it didn't work out like that. Shooter shoot, and shooter still find a way. All right, so this is the most important thing that we need to talk about. Who's going to win the finals? I mean, who did you have coming into the Warriors-Celtics matchup originally? Originally, I had the Warriors in seven, then... After the first round performance against the the Nets where they swept them, I change it to Celtics in seven, and I have to ride the Celtics now. I still have to ride them. Celtics in six. This team is so built. I know you said like they need to take an ice bath. The the young legs can't handle it. But who's gonna handle it? Old legs? No. It's the young legs who could handle all of this work. You know, the Warriors are pretty old. I'm not going to lie. I don't lie. know about pretty old. 32 and 30 don't compared really to, Compared to young 20s, I like my odds all day. I like my experience more than I like my youngins. Here's the thing. You guys, this, you just the experience, but Tatum has accomplished so much already. He's been in a bunch of spots. He hasn't been in the finals yet, but he's been in the playoffs a lot. And this year, I've seen enough with Jason Tatum. He's pro- he, I think he's the best player in the league. He's just so good at no. everything. And they're clutch. The Warriors have not been tested this playoffs. Sounded- They've played three pretty weak defenses. Nuggets, uh- mid. Grizzlies without jaw, okay defense. And then obviously Dallas has no defense. But now you're going against the Celtics, who arguably have the best defense in, in basketball. Okay. That's tough. Okay, well, look. I mean, their matchups don't really work out for the Celtics. No, I they know do. You, I, th- I know you think they do. But it doesn't. You got Draymond Green is most likely going to be plastered on Jason Tatum. That I love that matchup, honestly. Yeah, Draymond Green wins that ten. No, 10 because height, Jason Tatum's shot is so it's so high 
And it's you just can't block it. Once Draymond puts his hand in his face and says, you're not making that, it's going to be a different story. And then we got Andrew Wiggins on Al Horford. That's a throwaway matchup. Al Horford does nothing anyway. He drops 20 or he drops two. Uh, Andrew Wiggins has been playing better, in my opinion. He knows his role now. It's not to shoot threes. It's really to battle down low with the big. All right, enough of these matchups. You could go to this all day. I understand you like every single matchup on the Warriors better. I love better, the Warriors. But... Who do you have then? I got I got the Warriors. Warriors. In what? You know, I'd love to say five, but I'd have to give you some leeway. I'm going to say Warriors in six. They're going to take game one. Then they're going to lose game two. They're going to take both of them in Boston. Wow. Lose at home and win again in Boston. Wow. Wow. They are going to win two, three in Boston. Don't, you know, don't have me there, but they will. It'll be an interesting series. One and two. Games one and two decide the series. If anyone goes up 2-0, it's over. I agree. It, it it's simple as that. Whoever goes up two zero, if they do, it's it's simple as that. I also believe game one decides the series. And I think you know the Warriors have not lost at home yet in the playoffs, and it's gonna be shattered in game one. The wow. Celtics are gonna come out hot off of game seven, and they're just gonna take it from them. It's gonna be quick, easy, bang. They split the series in the in Golden State, whatever. Yeah, but, but don't you see the Warriors coming out extremely strong, extremely energized, six days off. Six days off, no rhythm. That's my theory. Six days off, no rhythm. Six days off to shoot up the ball every day. I would take the Warriors' fresh legs. The Celtics are a little worn, as I've said. They're they, worn, but they have momentum. Can they run for 48 minutes the way that Steph Curry and Klay Thompson are going to run? Or the way that the bench might run. Jordan Poole might come off the bench or start and give Jason Tatum a problem. You know, you know his hamstring can't keep up the whole game. I don't know about that. We saw him go to the locker room. We saw, we saw Marcus Smart a little banged up. He's gone to the locker room three out of seven games in Miami. All right, Miami. all right, all right. So enough of this talk. We could talk about this all day. We're, we're just going to be glued to the TV. That's, that's I, it. I would say this TV will get the most usage it has <laughs> in the next two weeks. It will be on from an hour before game time to an hour after game time. And trust me, the Warriors will come out on top with, as I've called before, Steph Curry for MVP in the finals. All I could say is that I think people should listen to me one more time because clearly I've done enough. Yeah, if you guys are betting people, please go bet on the Celtics <laughs> in six. But uh, moving on to the MLB. A little bit lighter, lighter news in L.A. The Dodgers are on a little skid. They have lost four out of the last eight. They did sweep Arizona in Arizona, which I was there to watch. It was a fun series. It felt like a Dodgers home crowd every game. But they did get swept when they came back home against the Pirates. And you Pitching know, is their problem. Pitching is their problem. Walker Bueller is not Walker Bueller anymore. I, I mean, as of right now, he's looking like more than a rookie of Walker Bueller. He cannot command the ball. He is not hitting his spots. He's giving up home runs. He's walking guys. He's not. He's not getting the swing and miss anymore. It's it's kind of concerning to me. And I I understand where you're coming from, but I think there's still it's kind of early, kind of not early. But Walker Buehler could pick up his slack anytime. Yeah, but how do you get swept by the Pirates, who are seen as one of the lesser teams in the league? Sometimes. People just show up and others don't. And I think that's just what happened. Yeah, and you know, in the, in the second game of the matchup, though, I was kind of... No, it actually was the first game. They came back. They were down a couple runs. They battled back in the eighth. Justin Turner hit a nice shot up uh, to right center. Always. Always. He's, he's clutch. He missed your consistent. But um, 
you know what happened last night? Again, they blew it. I mean, I don't know what to say. They were down 4-0. They battled back. They didn't come back in the end. Tonight, or on uh, on Wednesday night, it looked awful out mm-hmm. there. That game ended 8-4. It wasn't like the box score, though. It was 8-2, and it was it was convincingly 8-2. Uh, New York baseball, though. Yeah, let's move on Moving to the on East Coast. Moving on from the other coast. Yeah. New York baseball is dominant. It's superior. It's superior. It's never been superior. It's normally Yankees on top, but both are dominant. The Mets now have the best record in the league, and the Yankees are right behind it, one game behind it. Um, they they're amazing. Mets have won six games in a six games in a row, and they're missing their two best pitchers, which shows a lot <laughs> about it. Crazy. Their bats are unreal. The bat, dude. I have to give a quick shout out to Pete Alonso. I've never seen a guy swing like Pete Alonso. <laughs> this guy packs the punch in his bat. He can hit it oppo. He can hit it pull. He can go third deck. Whatever he wants to do, actually, he's just in the box checking his swing before the pitch. I'm like, oh god, if I was the pitcher, I'd get kind of scared up there. And then my Yankees, they're they're always hot. They're Yankees, so good. You know, Aaron Judge, always consistent. Pitching's gotten way better this one, year. One pitcher on the Yankees who I love I love right now is Nestor Cortez. Oh, yeah. Nasty Nestor has turned into something like of a Cy Young type of guy. Mm-hmm. He is looking great. He's getting strikeouts. He's getting consistent outs. Ground ball, whether it be fly ball, short fly balls, or ground ball straight he to just the third. Gets, he gets the job done. He gets the job done, and he's fast. He works quickly. He doesn't get off the rubber very often, and I like that pace for, for the Yankees. That pace is the best because it keeps your guys engaged. So moving on to some disappointments of the year so far. Two teams that have really been disappointing are the Braves and the Phillies because they have amazing stars, and their payroll is pretty high. They're the fourth highest payroll in the league, and you know what's happened? The Orioles have a better record than the Phillies. Yeah, I mean, both teams are under five hundred. They each have amazing stars. Something's not clicking, but I think talent will push them to the playoffs. It's really their bullpen. It's not like the lineup isn't clicking. It's their bullpen. They've blown, I think it's like 12 games that they were up two or more runs. That's that's unheard of. If, you, if you're blowing 12 out of the 50 you've already played, I mean, what does that tell you for a 162-game season? Yeah. You're going to blow over 40 games. Mm-hmm. That's that's a bad that's a bad that's a bad taste in my mouth. If I was a manager, I'd I'd have something to say to the front office about that. But of course, they will probably figure it out. And same with the Braves. The mm-hmm. Braves, their lineup is a little slow. Matt Olson not adjusting very well to Atlanta. Yeah, not like Freddie Freeman, of course. But um, we'll see how that goes. They will definitely figure that out. And moving on to our colder sport, the colder sport and the most exciting sport. <laughs> so fun to watch the NHL playoffs. Stanley Cup playoffs. Talk about some hockey right now. When these guys hit each other against the boards, I mean, I kind of get hurt at home. I do you know, too. I, I like take a little step back. And I'm I like, get oh, the man. chills every time a home team scores. Their, their crowd goes the crazy. The crowd goes crazy. The, the towel, horn sounds. The, yeah. the oh, towel. Yeah. Oh, man. The, the players in that huddle. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I would Fist love bumps it. across the sideline. It would be great. Whatever. It's an atmosphere that I'm Amazing. Hoping. Yeah. So let's talk about the Rangers really quick. The Rangers have been amazing this playoffs. Very clutch. Underdog of the century, they, Rangers. They, they won in game seven again. Again. They beat the they, they're they're clutch. They beat Pittsburgh in round one, and now they beat the Hurricanes. Which honestly, I had the Hurricanes winning in Game Six, and once they lost in Game Six, that was trouble. That was it because they, mm. they went back home and they took it right from them. Yeah, the, I mean the hurt the Hurricanes, they're a little disappointing. I mean they had Game Seven at home, 
But and um, they got it right under their feet. Yeah, they had it. Yeah. But Rangers locked in, had momentum from Game Six, took it away. Second series we're gonna talk about Tampa Bay. It's been a while since they because they swept Panthers after a clutch Game Seven against the Maple Leafs in the first round. Tampa might what go for series. a three peat. Tampa will go for the three peat in you my think? opinion. They did lose game one to the Rangers. I don't know what's going on to the Rangers, but they woke up on the right side of the bed, let me tell you. Yeah. Tampa was unstoppable, and then they walked in there and stomped all over them. The Rangers took the game one, six to two. Yeah, that's wild. That's very convincing. Mm-hmm. But to me, I still see Tampa in six. All right. And then next team we're going to talk about is the Avalanche. Avalanche won in six games against the St. Louis Blues. And crazy story, they scored with five seconds left to take the lead in Game 6, and that ultimately pushed them to win the series. That was one of the wildest goals I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Because I was watching as a fan of the Blues, honestly, and it was wild. That 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 goal decided the series. Really. Yeah. And then lastly, we're going to talk about the Oilers. The Oilers won in five against the Flames. They made it look very easy. The Flames were the frauds of the playoffs. Mm. I don't know how they got that far. And then let's talk about McDavid for a second. He's the best player in the league right now. <laughs> And he scored the overtime goal to beat the to win the series against the Flames in Canada. That was amazing. So now it's the conference finals. We but, have but let me let me speak on Connor McDavid for a second. I have and still will say this: Connor McDavid is the best NHL player I have ever watched <laughs> play. He is wild. I mean, his stick handling, his ability to see behind him when like. This guy is facing the other way. He drops it off to the guy. Assist. He gets an assist tonight. He gets a goal tonight. Let's give him the MVP for the next five years. I agree. He's unreal. He he could he does everything. Perfect. Does everything. It, it's everything. So yesterday, oh no, not yesterday. On on Tuesday, we saw the first conference finals game. It was the Oilers versus the Avalanche. It was a shootout. Unreal game to watch. So much action. The Avs won it eight to six, but it was still a great game to watch. You know that's a that's a baseball score blowout right there. Yeah. Eight to six. If you watched that game, you were you were glued to your TV because they were down three. They made it interesting. They brought it to seven to six, and, and then the empty netter. The empty netter eight to six. But overall, the Avs obviously should have taken that game. Look out for the matchup between two young stars in Connor McDavid and Nathan Mac- McKinnon. McKinnon. Yeah, I mean he's he, they're so they're, he's so fast. They're talented. Two guys. fast guys, two amazing young stars. Look out for that one. Lastly, we're going to talk about the Rangers versus the Lightning. Josh mentioned it a little bit earlier. Rangers blew out the Lightning today, six to two. It wasn't even close from the start. Um, pretty much, what happened is that. We expected going in that it was going to be a very tight game. I thought it was going to be a, t- a 2 1 either yeah. way swing game. Because but. the matchup to watch is the goalie matchup. Because honestly, these are the best two goalies in the playoffs. In the playoffs, the Rangers have Igor Shersterkin and um, the Lightning have Andre Vasilevsky. And honestly, these are the these are the most. These are the best goalies in, in the NHL right now. Yeah. They're they, they could stop. They're they're the reason that their teams are so good. They every team needs an amazing goalie. A hundred percent and and they're taking everything for their team. I've seen these guys lay out, yeah. slide, take it to their mask, eat those pucks mm-hmm. coming in at a hundred. And it's surprising that they really blew them out. So six to two. So really quick before we end this, let's do who's your 
Who's your Stanley Cup champion? Uh, right now, I got the Lightning three-peat. Okay. And I, I, I'm convinced that they do it because there's so much riding on a three-peat in the NHL that it, it kind of drives the team by itself. Mm-hmm. If the Rangers somehow do beat the Lightning in this series, I would have to take them. Whoever okay. wins this series, ultimately, in my opinion, wins. So wins I agree with you, Cup. except I'm taking the Rangers to wow. win it all. Um, wow. If the if the Rangers make it, they're 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 gonna they're gonna take it. They have mo- mo- they have momentum. That's just what happens when you come out clutch in two game sevens. But if the Lightning make it, I I'll take I'll take the Avalanche over the Lightning. Oh really? Yeah. So you you think the Avalanche are gonna beat the Oilers? Avalanche are gonna beat the Oilers. Avalanche are gonna sweep the Oilers. Wow. All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> the Oilers don't have much left for them except for Connor McDavid. Okay, I see what you're saying. They maybe you know they have a few other guys, but I mean it's Connor McDavid show for the rest of the year. All right. So I'm sure I'm watching hockey this week, mm-hmm. and I'm sure I'm watching that Warriors matchup yeah. on Thursday. Can't wait to see what happens in Game One. I'm, I'm excited. This I'm is very this excited. is one of the better playoff matchups finals matchups mm-hmm. we've seen in the past five years yeah. i think it's back to cleveland versus warriors for mm-hmm. the first time so i'm sure we'll be glued to our tvs i hope you guys will be glued to your tvs and we hope to catch you on the next one when hopefully we'll have a winner of these finals yeah so you know make sure to check back with us and follow us on instagram at go big or go home sports and we'll make sure to keep you guys posted thank you very thank much you.